Welcome to the Biz Bros Podcast. My name is Kyle Nelson. Got my co-host here, Eli Libby. And uh, lately, we've been having the pleasure to talk to a lot of consultants and coaches um, in the business space. A lot of people that coach enterprise-level companies and and small entrepreneurs, big entrepreneurs all around the space. And today, uh, we have the pleasure of talking to someone that's been in the consulting and coaching business for quite a while. We're really excited to have him on um, right now. Mm -hmm. He has got a a coaching consulting company called iBeforeE Coaching. Uh, His name's Harlan hammock and he does one-on-one coaching group coaching and enterprise level coaching programs designed to fit your needs with executive coaching strategic planning brainstorming communication skills and so much more harlan welcome to the biz bros podcast to the show thanks guys glad to be here thanks for having me on absolutely we're we're really stoked to have this good Mm -hmm. conversation um you know as we get all these like different people on our on our podcast we hear a lot of different coaching styles yeah. and, and we learn and it's always cool for us to kind of take different little tidbits from each of them because mm-hmm. they're so different. But at the end of the day, it's all kind of a similar yeah. message. Sure. That gets the feedback from the audience as well. Yeah. Loving the coaches and loving the different strategies that they're hearing. So well, let's jump on in. So um, go ahead and give us a little, give the listeners and, and us a little background about you and kind of how you've become uh, to do the coaching you've been doing today. Sure. Um, Started off as a management consultant, uh, worked for a couple companies uh, doing organizational change management. So working with companies that were undergoing some major change in the business. It could have been a merger acquisition, process reengineering, a restructuring of the business, software implementation, something like that. And after working for a couple companies, I realized that they were billing me out at quite a high rate Mm -hmm. and I was getting a fraction of that. And I thought, why can't I do this on my own? So my wife and I decided to go independent. So we formed I before E. And uh, started, you know, coaching or started working uh, that way with consulting different companies around the U.S., Canada, Mexico, the U.K., and Europe, and just had a great time. But after getting on an airplane every Monday and every mm. Friday for the last 25-something years, um, I decided uh, I wanted to stop traveling as much. And so I told my wife, I want to focus on what I really enjoy, which is working with the executive team, um, okay. helping them be stronger leaders, better communicators, mm-hmm. and uh so that's when I started the coaching, IB4E coaching. Awesome. That is really cool. What is it about the executive team? And like, what, what is it about them that you liked coaching more than what you were doing previously? Well, previously working, we work with the executive team. So when yep. they're getting ready to go through that change, we help them understand the change, kind of get their okay. arms and their mind wrapped around the change, cool. and then help them to communicate the change and lead their people through the change. Right. So they would be as productive after as they were uh, before. And that's really our goal is to make them as productive as possible. So that's one of the things I really enjoyed was working with the executives to help them uh, formulate their message, identify what it is they wanted to, to change within their business or their department, and then working with them to put that plan together and execute on that plan. That's cool. That's yeah. Right. So how did how did the branding come along with I before E? What does that kind of stand yeah. for? And what uh, how did that kind of come along? Well, you know, in, in school, um, mm-hmm. you learned I before E, except after C, right? right. If you kept that mnemonic in mind, when yeah. you're getting ready to spell words, uh, American English words anyways, you could 90, 95% of the time you'd work out successfully, right? Well, same thing in business. There are certain things you have to do in a certain order and consistently. And if you do, right. then 90, 95% of the time you'll be cool. successful. That makes total sense. That's cool. Yeah. Kind of feeling it was like that. Just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, so I know, you know, something that you're passionate about talking about um, 
is courage mm-hmm. and how leaders need courage, but there's different styles mm-hmm. of courage that as a leader, you should be kind of focused on. Um, and I know we had chat about whether that's um, intelligent, empathetic. I know there's different ones that you've kind of created in terms of your message. I think it'd be kind of cool to kind of maybe give a synopsis of that um, ideology and then we can kind of dig into each one. Yeah. Sounds great. Sure. And I didn't create these. Um, I was working with a couple of clients who are kind of new in their business. They're growing their business. So trying to help them to be stronger leaders, better leaders. So I was looking up articles about uh, the courage that it takes Mm -hmm. to be a good, strong leader. And that's where I came across these different articles that talked about intellectual courage, empathetic courage, disciplined courage. And so I started diving into that. And I thought, you know, I I wanted to start a podcast of my own. And I thought this would be a great topic to use uh, for the podcast. So now I'm interviewing small business uh, owners and entrepreneurs about uh, what it took for them to get the courage to step out and and form their own business. Um, So yeah, the the discussions that we have are all about uh, what the courage that they had to find, where they found that courage or who they uh, modeled their courage after and what uh, courage they would encourage other entrepreneurs uh, yeah. to try to gain before they they stepped out. Wow. Well, you're speaking our language. Yeah, we, that's... Uh, I think we're going to say the same exact thing. But we've definitely, uh, we've definitely gone through that battle back and forth uh, of courage and being able to cut the rope and jump into what you actually want to do and, and starts with passion. But then there is the big foundation of it is courage. Do you have what it takes to actually commit and do it? I think courage is a very, very difficult thing to conquer, mm-hmm. like to actually have as a skill set, yeah. especially as a business owner. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, you want you want the bottom line to be strong. You want the company to mm-hmm. grow in the right direction. Yeah. But sometimes you have to make decisions that are very difficult that affect people. Um, but you have to look at courage in a way to do it, you know, in a way that's good for the business, but also doesn't affect people in a super negative way. <laughs> I agree. Exactly. Courage is hard. And I think once as a leader, you kind of understand it and figure it out. I'm sure Mm -hmm. through the principles that we're going to chat about, it probably makes it a little bit easier. Mm -hmm. And courage is all about action. You can have Mm -hmm. uh, an idea or a thought, but if you don't act on it, then is it really courage, right? Right. Um, The disciplined courage is the courage to have a plan. Yeah. And regardless, you know, ignoring all the shiny objects flying around, the uh, the different things that try to distract us or the failures that we come across, don't let those stop you from executing on your plan, right? So having that mm-hmm. discipline, and that does take courage because in business, a lot of times you'll see that shiny object. It's like, ooh, should that be something that we offer to our clients? You know, is yeah. that something I should yep. pursue? Here's a trend. Do I want to take after that trend? It's like, no, stick to your plan, stick yep. to your strengths. Right. Know your strengths and weaknesses and and follow your strengths. Yeah. I think as an entrepreneur, courage, (laughs) courage is extremely important. You're kind of alone at the top, unless you have a co-founder, but you're kind of alone at the top. And if you show nerves, you show yourself maybe some weaknesses, there's a whole army behind you that is looking at that and kind of following the leader. So Mm -hmm. as an entrepreneur, as a leader, CEO, you do need to have that courage to um, continue to trek on no matter what's happening. And you need to be able to inspire your people that you are courageous and we are going to continue on that path. Like you said, I absolutely I really, I really believe in, in courage. Yeah, at the top. I, I try to practice being fearless. Mm-hmm. I think it's similar. You know, if you can yeah. show your team that you're a fearless leader, uh, they'll follow you, you know, in times that are stressful yes. or times that are, <clears throat> you know, Oh, what is he going to do? What is he going to do? Is he going to do it? It's like, if you yeah. can show that you're fearless and you take care of the problem, Exactly. But it's not just your employees, though. It's also the other stakeholders, your yep. family, right? Absolutely. The people who are invested in you. You have to show them that that you are 
courageous enough to make the right decision, not just mm -hmm. foolhardily, you know, jump. You want to make right. sure that you're you're using your talents and everything like that and sticking within, you know, your strengths. But yeah, the the discipline courage. The other one that we talk about a lot um, on my podcast is um, intellectual courage, the courage to know that there's okay. better information out there. You know, what mm -hmm. the thoughts that I have, the ideas, the beliefs that I have may not be the latest and greatest. And for a, a leader, a manager or or a boss to say to his employees, you know, maybe your idea is better than mine can be scary, you know, but the, have the right. courage to put your thoughts aside mm -hmm. and say, what's, a, you know, is there a better way that we can do this? That's awesome. Yeah. yeah I, I couldn't agree more. Yep. I mean, it's like when I feel like people are like leaders are so quick to make decisions sometimes. And it's like when you don't make intellectual ones and like actually calculate the risk of what you're doing, yeah. um, because emotions play so heavy with, with, you know, running a business or, you know, having your family and the decisions you might make with that. It's like emotions run high and you're not, you don't sit back. And like you said, like, look at those other opportunities in terms of intelligent uh, courage mm -hmm. um, and kind of see what, you know, where else you can weigh in and weigh out. Totally. It's kind of like there's different management styles. Yeah, there are different personality styles and traits, and there's different, you know, courageous styles yeah, as well. Yeah, hundred percent. I think that we were kind of chatting before, and that was a really good point talking about that. And we tap into those uh, different types of courage in our personal lives as well as in business, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Something comes up, and you have to decide: is this something that I, I number one, do I believe in this, and it, am right. I courageous enough to step out? Uh, moral courage is one of the things that people have been telling me that it's hardest for them. You know, they, they feel strongly about something, but not strong enough to actually stand out and be seen. Uh, social courage. They, they believe in something, but they don't want to put themselves out there because they're afraid of the, the ridicule that they might mm -hmm. get, you know? And like I said, courage is all about taking the action, you know? So do you have the courage to actually take action on those beliefs? Wow. That is really, yeah, that's fascinating. I think about it from a leadership standpoint, that's where I'm coming from. But yeah, from a courageous standpoint, can you take the action? That it's all about action. That's mm -hmm. really cool. I haven't thought about it like that. So thanks for sharing that. So when you're <clears throat> when you're going through and coaching um, leaders, executive executive leaders and stuff, mm -hmm. how how does that like how does that like how do you like create a program and coach someone like how to be more courageous? Because I feel like it's something that is something that happens with time and experience and and like yep. living and learning. And mm -hmm. you're going in and you're kind of like molding and shaping them to hopefully understand these different styles. How does that kind of work? Um, basically you, you build courage by doing right. Mm. So the baby steps, you know, the, let's say if you're, um, wanting to get up in front of people and, and talk, that's one of the biggest right. fears, right. That everybody has is public speaking, getting up in front of a couple people to kind of get the feel for it. And then in front of a few more people and then mm. in front of a large group, you know, you can kind of build that up. So working with the executives, we'll sit down and talk about what their goal is, what it is they want to achieve, how we plan to get there and actually lay out a plan for that and then ease them into it a little at a time, let them do something, get that success, talk about the su success, how it felt, and then get back out there and do the next thing, you know? So it's not something you can, you can do just maybe steps. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's got to, yeah, kind of work your way into it. I guess it, instead of really the goal, it's about the journey of, of, of getting there, like what that end goal is. And throughout that journey of trying to take those baby steps is kind of where the, I'm, I'm guessing the real skills are learned. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I've got a, I've got a, a methodology that I kind of take them through. I call it Roscoe. It's um, an acronym, R-S-S-C-O. 
the R is a result that you're after. You know, huh. you can set a goal, but a goal is, let's say in NASCAR, the goal would be a checkered flag, right? Mm -hmm. Well, just waving a checkered flag isn't, you know, going right. to float your boat. It's the result. What comes with that checkered flag? It's the points. Mm -hmm. It's the sponsorship. It's the mm -hmm. champagne. It's the girl, yep. right? That's what that really drives you on. So I try to talk to them about what is the result? What, is, what do you want to see when you're done accomplishing this? And mm -hmm. then we'll kind of lay that plan forward on exactly what steps we need to take to achieve that. Uh, the final part of that, Roscoe, is the outcome. Anytime you make a decision and start driving in a certain direction, you're going to achieve that goal. But what else comes with it, right? And there mm -hmm. could be some negative consequences. Um, if I if I decide I want to lose weight, well, if I follow my plan, I will lose weight. But right. the outcome may be I have to get new clothes or have my clothes altered, right? So you have yeah. to weigh that outcome against the result that you're after. Mm -hmm. In business, if you want to double your revenue, you could do it by maybe increasing the price of your products and services, right? But the outcome may be you're going to lose customers. Anytime yeah. you raise prices, there's that that possibility. Mm -hmm. So you need to weigh that against the result that you're after and see, is that something I really want to do? So getting mm -hmm. them to think through that process, it builds up their not only their courage, but it also builds up um, their confidence that, yes, I've thought of everything and this is something I definitely want to do. And they they can drive forward. So it's it's a process. It takes time. But yeah, you can absolutely build your courage. So when you're working with um, your clients, I know you do like one-on-one -on -one and kind of group uh, coaching. Mm -hmm. Do a lot of, of your clients, do they bring in like their employees or kind of subordinates to kind of like learn um, and guide them through it too? Or is it typically just the high level executives or individuals out there? Well, there's a little of both. A lot of times I'm working with just the executive or the leadership team. Uh, sometimes mm -hmm. they want to do like a team day where we get everybody in. Let's say they're getting ready to do some big push. Um, we'll get all the employees in together to kind of talk through it. Um, not only does that kind of get them on the same page, but it, it has, it gives them the opportunity to ask questions and, and feel like we're moving forward. Right. There's that old saying that, uh, people hate change and that's just mm -hmm. not true. Not true at all. People don't like being changed, right? Mm -hmm. You don't want change forced on you, but if somebody comes to you and says, here's why I'm, what, what I want to do and why I want to do it and what it's going to be like. You kind of see that they have a plan it's a lot easier to follow somebody that has a plan so getting the employees together and kind of talking through it and getting their input um is a good way to build you know the, the your team and i think that's that's important that's really cool i feel okay. like it's a good way to like set the expectation too yeah like you're you're growing as an, i know yeah you're growing as an individual <laughs> and your team they need to be able to reciprocate that with you so you kind of need to set the expectation you know not as deeply as i'm sure what you're doing with them but mm -hmm. um at our company, we're super transparent with our team. Yep. You know, any type of coaching we do or anything that we're trying mm -hmm. to learn to improve our company, mm -hmm. we let them know just so they know things may be changing. Uh, sure. Typically, hopefully for the good. So. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. Years ago, years ago, we worked, my wife and I were working on a, a consulting project where this uh, VP, he just decided he was going to make some changes. And we said, well, you know, how are we going to communicate this to your team? And he goes, they don't need to know. It's like, well, well, wait a minute. You know, they're... <laughs> Yeah. They're important to this whole process, you know, just changing right. things without your team to follow. And he said, basically, they'll do what I tell them to do, or they will be outside looking in. And we warned him, if you actually follow through with this, you're going to lose your top people. Because that's usually what happens is you lose your top people because they feel yeah. betrayed. You didn't, Disrected, you know, they've yeah. been there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you lose your very bottom people, the people who are kind of barely making it anyways. Yeah. 
and they're afraid that they're going to get cut if something happens. So you end up with that, what we call the mediocre middle. And so productivity mm -hmm. dips, everything dips. And sure enough, this guy pushed his, his uh, implementation through and he lost most of his top people. Uh, and yeah, just, it was, it was a struggle. So absolutely. Anytime you can involve your employees and get them, you know, talking and, yeah. and sharing their ideas, they're down in the trenches day to day, ask them, what would make this easier for you? How could we improve right. this for you? Yeah. Hopefully that was a live and learn situation for him. Yeah, really. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> that was horrible. Wow. Yep. Jeez. Well, um, when, when you are, what are some, what are some of the biggest kind of, uh, success stories that you've seen in your, when you've come in and coached and what are some things that, that you have done to really help them out and get that result? If that makes sense. Sure. Um, there's one lady, uh, her name is Mary. She was a, she's a bookkeeper. She started mm -hmm. off kind of in her garage, uh, okay. doing bookkeeping and then she slowly grew her business, but her business was staying kind of small. And what it turned out as we talked, uh, there's a couple of things that went on. She liked what she did, but she was afraid that, her employees wouldn't be as detailed about what she did as she was, you know? Mm -hmm. And as long as she was doing all the work, her employees couldn't grow. She couldn't grow the business because she was tied up doing things. Finally got her to start delegating a little bit of this work and that freed up more of her time, you know? So yeah, now right. her employees, it's like, you know, they're doing some of the stuff that, that she was doing that they thought was so cool, but they were kind of mm -hmm. afraid to ask about now they get to do it. So they're excited right. about coming to work. So yeah. her business has grown, um, looking at her pricing, same thing. She hadn't raised her prices in quite a while. So we looked at it, kind of built a menu of pricing for her bookkeeping business. And she was able to increase, uh, prices for some of her clients that she had had for a while. And the clients never blinked. They never once pushed back, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that really, that really helped build her cool. business. Yeah. So and then like yeah. Trust-based like service like that. Oh mm -hmm. yeah. Definitely. Absolutely. And each one of those things that you touched on takes courage at the core. It takes it courage does. at the core to delegate. That's that's a tough thing to do. It is. Delegating puts them on. That's courageous. Two, raising <laughs> your prices. That's scary. That's very scary. That we, takes we scary. That, we, we do that a lot. And every yeah. time we raise our prices, we're like, mm, what's going to happen? But we also learn that like. There's calculated like, risk. There's calculated behind. risk. But like we also start learning like. Yeah. We're still getting the same amount of leads and yep. clients and like, okay, mm -hmm. I guess our perceived value is actually better than we thought. And mm -hmm. um, I think, you know, in terms of delegation, I wanted to say one thing. Um, I think a lot of business owners, especially like early stage entrepreneurs, they have a very hard time delegating. And one reason is, yeah, like I need, I have all hats. I only know the business and that's it. Yeah. I think the other part too is a lot of people are afraid to start losing some of that profit margin. Exactly. And they don't see the long-term you know, result that you're going to get scale and, foundation, and scaling the yeah. foundation. And that's, that's something that, you know, when we started our business that we overcame mm -hmm. quick, it's like, you have to do this in order, you know, yeah, profit margins yeah. aren't going to look great at the end of the year, but, um, but your business will be around for business, longer than yeah, exactly. four years. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's, that's one thing I try to work with them on is, is systematizing their business, you know, putting in those systems, those processes, right. um, was working with one uh, tow truck company and the two owners, you know, were sitting there going through their processes, documenting their processes. And one owner said, this is how we do X. And his partner across the table said, that's not the way we do it. We do it like this. And they kind of argued for a while. We finally came to a conclusion that this is how it works. And then we talked to the guy out in the field that actually did the work. And he said, we've never done it that way. <laughs> this is how we do it. So they didn't even know. And the problem is if you don't understand what the process is, and right. have it standardized, 
there's no way to make improvements. There's no way to figure out what went wrong, when or where, you know? So that's one thing we try to do is if you can, if you can systematize your business, put those systems in, standardize them, and then teach people how to do those things, the owner can actually step back and the business will just kind of run. And that's, sure. that's kind of my goal. I want you to be yeah. able to run a business that will generate revenue for you without you having to be there. That's huge. We, we had that huge realization about a year ago and we have yeah. been grinding to get to that point and we're getting yeah. close, but we've learned that through, through all of this process, the process and systems that we have, mm -hmm. we didn't even have that we thought we had. Yeah. And now we look back at all the work we've done. We're like, how did we even operate before we yeah. had these things <laughs> created? Well, it's, we were doing crazy. it all by ourselves and we're delegating, which is yeah. a huge part of what that, what that is. What I think is really cool about processes and systematizing is if there is a problem, you can di you yes. can really detect the leak really quick and you can make mm -hmm. changes just on that specific department or piece of the process. Mm -hmm. We preach and we get excited about failure and we tell that to our yeah. employees because that means we have found a place mm -hmm. that something in the process needs yeah. to be fixed quickly. And we get excited because it pops up. We're like, okay, wait, we break everything down. What happened? Where was something not followed? Let's fix it, implement and move on. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I was talking to a, a group from our local chamber of commerce here the other day and talking to them about systems and, and processes. And, and it's kind of like a recipe. If I have a recipe for a chocolate cake and I follow the recipe, I'll end up mm -hmm. with a known chocolate cake. And if I give that recipe to 20 people and we all follow the recipe, we have 20 identical chocolate cakes. Yep. But if somebody ends up with banana bread <laughs> or, or sugar, <laughs> Either yeah. one, one of two things went wrong. Either they didn't follow the recipe they were given or they were given the wrong recipe, but it's easy to identify and then trace back exactly what step went wrong. If you right. don't have a standardized process, you'll never know what happened. hundred percent. It's totally true. It's funny. You bring up chocolate cake. We, bring, we, we, we talk about casseroles. Yeah. We say casseroles, like layers, different layers and you bake it all together. If it tastes bad, one of the layers is probably bad. So it's pretty similar. <laughs> it's true, pretty yeah. similar. Yeah. Is every I prefer cake. cake. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Cake, but. Oh, man. Well, cool. So <laughs> if you had one underlying yeah. kind of message that you wanted to get across mm -hmm. through kind of the things that you um, put into place with companies or maybe young entrepreneurs that they can start to kind of focus on, if there mm -hmm. was one message you could kind of deliver to them, what would that be? One message. It would probably be three parts um, okay. of one message. First of all, you have to know your strengths and weaknesses, right? Do a SWOT mm -hmm. analysis. You need to know what your strengths are um, and weaknesses so you can be available to take on different opportunities. I think you need to know your products and services, mm -hmm. exactly what it is you offer. Mm -hmm. And you have to know your customer. Who are they? Where are they? And what do they really need? You know, do they right. need your products and service and how can you, can you help them? Because it's really about adding value. It's not just a, a transaction, you know, widget for a dollar. Right. It's about... How can I transform this customer? How can I make them, you know, as, as happy or as safe or whatever it is as possible. And if you can figure out how to do that, you know, you'll, you'll be fine. Yeah. So, I think products and services is a huge one too. Yeah, totally. Is. It's almost just like a glorified business plan in a yeah. couple of steps there yeah. before you jump in, Yeah, cut the tie. And well, that, that's yeah. The strategic plan, you know, a business yeah. plan, a lot of times people think a business plan when you're starting off, with a business and usually they put this big notebook together and that becomes a footrest <laughs> under their desk and never touch it again. You know, yeah, uh, strategic plan. Um, I'm a pilot, so I use a lot of flight analogies. Um, a, a 
strategic plan is kind of like a flight plan. You know, where are you now? Where do you want to be? And how do you plan to get there? Mm -hmm. So we work through that. You know, where are you financially? You know, how many customers, how many employees do you have? Where do you want to be in, you know, two years, five years, 10 years? Yep. And then what's the specific path you want to take? And when I file a flight plan, I have checkpoints, you know, at yep. so many minutes into the flight at this altitude uh, on this compass heading, right? I should see a water tower off to the left or a bridge or some okay. other landmark. In, in business, you need those KPIs. By Same. this point of the month or the year, I should be at mm -hmm. X. And if not, what do I need to do to get back on course? It's uh, great. It's powerful. Powerful uh, stuff. Uh, metaphors. Me too. Metaphors are good. <laughs> yeah. Well, awesome. Awesome, Harlan. We appreciate your time. Um, if uh, anyone wanted to reach out to yeah. you or wanted to start working with you, where could they find you? Uh, they can find me online, uh, www.ib4e-coaching.com. Um, I've also got a podcast uh, called The Courage to Lead, and that's available on Apple and iTunes and all those other um, outlets. Um, and then, yeah, you can find me on online, Facebook, LinkedIn, at awesome. IB4E Coaching. Well, perfect. Well, thank you so much, Harlan, for uh, jumping on the podcast. Uh, we look forward to hopefully kind of following up with you, maybe down the road on another episode and um, maybe learn a little bit more about that. So thank you so much for being on the podcast. And if you haven't yet, please subscribe to the biz bros podcast you can follow us on linkedin facebook instagram all over the place just type in biz bros and subscribe to us on any podcast marketplace thank you so much and we will see you on the next podcast see you guys